And good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger. 97.7 FM and also 1450 AM WAOB in Vincennes and also 97.3 FM in Washington. Our first guest this morning, Valerie Klingman from Purdue Extension. Good morning. Good morning. It's the last visit of the year for you. Oh, it's crazy. (laughs) Where has that time gone? (laughs) No, it's funny because that's what everybody says. Oh, my goodness. It's been... I don't know. It's, I don't even remember November, honestly. Like, I kind of remember Thanksgiving, but that's all I remember out of November. <laughs> well, of course, your last visit, we kind of look back and also kind of look forward. And plus all the, uh, oh my gosh, she's got pages after pages <laughs> spread on the other side, which means we're going to be in for a lot of programs. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. <laughs> all right, that's great. That's great. All right, let's, let's begin with uh, uh, what's going on. Yeah, that's a great question. Um you know, I've I've seen a lot of, you know, fertilizer activities and, and things like that that were taking place. And, uh, you know, it's we got rain now, so that's kind of taking all the field work out. And um, I think most harvest is done, I'd say, for the most part. There might be a few acres here and there still, but not uh-huh. not too much that I've seen. Um, there's probably folks around going, well, there is a... <laughs> I, haven't drove, I, I mean, I drive around the county, but I, you know, I don't get down every road. But um, So I'm sure there's a little bit here and there. But uh, for the most part, far, a harvest is over. And I think a lot of fertilizer applications are put out. And um, maybe some turkey manure and stuff like that I know is put out. Uh, if you live around areas that use the turkey manure, it's uh, it was definitely fragrant this year as always, <laughs> but it's great fertilizer for the farm. So, um, so I think uh, now it's just, again, getting ready for next year. I know there's a lot of seed orders that are getting um, either have been placed or getting ready to be placed because a lot of the seed companies do kind of discounts or, you know, if you order by this date, you can get a save this much money so yeah yeah. um so right now is the time for that type of stuff um i know there's been a lot of um i think a lot of guys are starting to fill contracts or have been filling contracts with the the grain elevator so i know i've seen a lot of a lot of trucks on the road from farms uh hauling hauling grain off to to sell it so that's that's always good that it's it's being sold so um so yeah, th- that's kind of the the main stuff that I've I've noticed here recently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think that uh, okay, we're just gonna just make it. Looking back the past year, uh, our spring was not bad. I'm not gonna say it was great, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Well, let's even go before that. Winter wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. kind of put us into a, a a decent time for spring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it, it it went pretty well. Um, summers where we kind of, you know, we got dry. And so, again, some, you know, the unirrigated fields um, may have struggled a little bit versus the the fields that have irrigation and, and are able to be watered timely and, and stuff like that. So um, I know irrigated fields did really well. And then the unirrigated fields, I think, did pretty well, too, overall. But, I mean, it wasn't... Um, I mean, I think yields were all good, but it was just, uh, again, some could have been probably better if we got more, better rainfalls, uh, especially in August. And then we had that, I think, June dry spell that seems to be typical anymore, which has been kind of a weird thing. But 
Um, yeah, so, uh, and, and kind of adding on to that, you'd mentioned that last winter was kind of mild and, and things like that. We had that one week or whatever, that, that really frigid temperature, but other than that, I think it was pretty mild. And uh, the USDA actually just released uh, new plant hardiness zone maps, and our zone has changed a little bit in Knox County, and it basically showed that our winters are getting warmer. Um, and, and if you're curious what those hardiness zones mean, it's basically what plants can survive our winters. Is So we use that to know like what trees or shrubs mm -hmm. or other perennial, herbaceous perennials, things like that, um, that can survive our winters. And it, it gives us an indicator. So um, again, not, we're seeing a little bit warmer of temperatures. I, we, I mean, it wasn't a dramatic change, but it was a, a change nonetheless. So it might be one of those where um, if there's some plants that you've been on the edge about... <laughs> On the edge about because you're like eh, I don't know if it'll survive or not um you know might be able to try it now but again for the most part it hasn't changed um it, it changed a little bit but um definitely validates kind of what you mentioned earlier about it well you, you know, know kind of having the mild winters or milder winters <laughs> sure well you know I got a good farming friend and uh you know he always gets mad at me because I always bring up things he says on on, put him on the show but i never mentioned his name and i won't do that but i asked him i said so how was it and he has a, a, the most general response well it could have been worse <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's his response yeah. it could have been worse well what does that mean i mean uh, well it could have been worse yeah yeah well and you know my my experience, I was pretty young in the 80s, so I don't remember a whole lot in the 80s. Um, oh, gosh. But, you know, um, I, I, my parents bought a farm in the 80s, and I'm guessing the price was probably pretty good when they bought it. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and I think a lot of guys think back to the 80s um, and kind of the issues with, you know, all the things going on then and then also uh more recently 2012 when i mean some fields were just zero on yield and you know they had all that expense and zero yields and it was a uh, i mean 12 was definitely a an awful year so i'd say you know in comparison to those years we're doing great right <laughs> well i think but, that's key yeah yeah so it's all kind of again that perspective of uh you know what generation you're into of what what all you've uh, experienced and um like i said the most recent being 2012 but uh yeah <laughs> I, I mean from a consumer how do i know if it's good year or not how good did it taste mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being honest yeah i mean yeah. and it was very good this year yeah yeah. About everything I had was very good. Yeah. So I figured if it's pretty good, you know, now how much did I pay? I don't know. Half <laughs> yeah. the time, I don't even know. I just yeah. buy it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You I know? tend to do that too. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, you know, give me three of those tomatoes. That'd be all right. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. know what the cost. Yeah. You know, I yeah. had them plastic, you know, yeah. Yeah. but boy, they're good. Yes. And yes. I, and I will say this, I think this year I hit more local stands than any time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of them, yes, and they're there are. all great. Yes, yeah. I, well, I always laugh that I kind of go up and down the roads, and I just oh. I stop at all of them along the way, and man, yeah, everything was as was great. I know, um, you know, no matter what industry or you know what part of agriculture you're in, whether it's fruit, vegetables, field crops, things like that. I mean, I know everybody kind of had their struggles, which is normal, right? Every year has sure. struggles, has its good parts, bad parts, but um and, and you know everyone had kind of a slightly different on what impacted their crop the worst but i mean i think overall yeah like i said it was a it was a really good year um 
The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that I had maybe that I'm not saying it was bad. It was good. It was eatable. Believe me, edible, eatable, whatever. You could eat it. Okay. Whatever. The what? The, the only thing that, and this is just personal. All right. Yeah, and this yeah. has no bearing of anything. Believe me. Uh, was zucchini. Oh. Okay. 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 But I love it. But it was good. Yeah. But I had tasted better. But. Well, and you know, my zucchini didn't do anything in my garden because I, I couldn't keep ahead of the bugs and I just, the it, bugs were awful this year. Yeah, and like, it was just, it was hard to keep um, up with it. Now, again, that's a home garden. That's not, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you, you know, know, field crop, but, or it, in the field, but. It tastes, don't get me wrong. It was good. Yeah. It was good. But it wasn't one of those, like, I mean, I had some great cucumbers. I had great <laughs> tomatoes. Um, I got a neighbor who's a, Gave me great beans. I mean, mm-hmm. I had everything good this year. Watermelon was good. Mm-hmm. No, I still don't eat that red stuff, though. I the sweet ones. I still <laughs> stay with the traditional ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, and apples were fabulous. Oh, my they? gosh. Yeah. yeah. Everything, everything <laughs> yeah, was good. Yeah, everything yeah. was good. So, I mean, I'm just from that standpoint is how I say it. Yeah, it's a yeah. good year. Yeah, yeah. I'd say overall, yeah, it was a good, real good year. So And corn. Corn was great. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we get some rain though. Uh, this this winter, I know there's been some forecasts saying it's they're projecting a dry winter, which hopefully it's not terribly dry. <laughs> hopefully that's hopefully that that weather pattern shifts a little bit so we get some more rain because um, I know they're showing you know water tables real low and you know our groundwater's low and just the water in the soil's low. So we could definitely use some recharge for next year. So hopefully we get. Uh, some more rain. I know we're supposed to be getting some more rain here this week, so hopefully um, warmer that, temperatures that, too. That comes to fruition, and we get yeah. We hopefully we get some good rains and and water to kind of kick off next year, you know, and get it get it off to a good start. So I mean, they're talking this weekend uh, yeah. near sixty with maybe thunderstorms. Ooh. Oh boy! So yeah, I mean, yeah. but but again, hey, I'm just ready for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I. I'm a summer person, spring summer person anyway, so I'm I'm always kind of counting down the days as, <laughs> as soon as we get into winter. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm already done. I'm yeah. like, I'm done. <laughs> give me yeah. give me to spring again because yeah. um, I just love the the plant life and you know the color and, <laughs> and being you, outside. <laughs> do you really read these forecasts for the winter? I stopped reading them because they have been so awful. I mean, I'm talking about Farmer's Almanac has been, you know, they couldn't hit it with an atom bomb. I mean, they've just been so bad. The only updates really that I I pay attention to is our climate office that runs through Purdue and national weather. And like, those are typically the ones that I follow. They're, they're typically a little, they're, they're more reliable. Um, now again, you know, if those weather patterns, you know, blow a little bit farther south or in further north or whatever, it could change in a heartbeat. But <laughs> typically, um, they do a pretty good job. And and I always say, honestly, um, if it's more than a week out, it's probably not going to be very reliable. So at this point, I mean, what it's going to do in January, February, March, it's probably not very reliable overall anyway. So. Uh, um, I, I typically don't look at it either because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever, but it's, it'll be what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Here in our area, this is the farmer's almanac. Okay. <laughs> Below average temperatures, lots of snowstorm, sleet, ice, and rain for the Midwest area. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the climate office, I think it's going for something totally different. Well, so that's, that's the uh, it's, 23, it's, that's the 23, 24, whatever yeah. last year's. 
Yeah, no, sure. that'd be this year. Know. This uh, was released. Yeah. This was released in August. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is says for the Midwest area. Yeah. You know now. And it's so far out that yeah, it's. I always like I said, the best weather you can get is from like I said, the climate offices or the the National Weather Service. Those are going to be your most most reliable sources. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> There's that. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. And welcome back to the morning chat, little Burl Ives to get you in the holiday spirit. And Valerie Klingerman from Purdue Extension here, also getting us in the holiday spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, she, she had a, oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. Maybe she's got the Farmer's Almanac over there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the only thing I don't have over here. <laughs> all right. So what's going on? All right. Well, I'll start um, in the ag world. This time's definitely a, a busy meeting time of year. So um, I'll start with our uh, annual farmer appreciation breakfast. And so um, this is a collaborative effort with German American Bank in our office. And so we'll we'll start on so it's going to be December 12th at the Knights of Columbus Hall here in Vincennes. Uh, we're going to start breakfast at 7.30 in the morning. Um, and then shortly thereafter, we're going to have Dr. Mintert from Purdue. And he's going to talk about kind of the economic outlook and, and forecast for ag. So um, a lot of times he'll talk about things like what prices are expected to do, um, whether it's land prices, input prices, crop prices, you know. So there, there's a lot of conversation around that and kind of kind of what's what's expected for the next year so um always an interesting um session i know i learn something every year from it and, and it's a good one um after that from 10 to noon we'll be having a it's going to be a private applicator a commercial applicator and then if you're a certified crop advisor we have some credits for you guys um and again that's from 10 to noon and um a a counterpart of mine, uh, Hans Schmitz, will be coming up and he'll be talking about, um, you know, some soil health topics. And, and that's going to be kind of the, the private applicator topic this year. So, again, uh, December 12th, the breakfast starts at 730 and then the private applicator uh, program starts at 10 a.m. Um, we are requesting reservations, especially so we know... Um, how much food to get because that's always important we don't want to run out of food and that breakfast is phenomenal so if you haven't come <laughs> definitely recommend it it's a great breakfast and uh, again we, we lots of support from uh, the community and uh, good time so uh, again register by december 8th and i'll share our phone number at the end that you can call to do that all right, so next up, um, this program's still kind of in the works. Um, I'm finalizing one speaker, but um, we're planning to offer an irrigation workshop um, on January 18th. Uh, we're going to offer it at the Vincent's University um, Agricultural Center, um, and it's going to run from about 9 to 
that's where I'm I'm waffling a little bit. I saw twelve thirty, um, and it might that might be a little long. It might end a little bit earlier than that, but that'll be a nice surprise for everybody, right? <laughs> um, we are also uh, requesting uh, just reservations, uh, just so we can uh, make sure we have enough space and everything for everybody. So. Um, you can call our office, and, and we'll be talking about um, irrigation scheduling, kind of timing and efficacy of fungicide applications, and, and chemigation water volume, and any other issues, and, and we might have a few other topics there. Uh, again, still ironing out <laughs> a couple speakers there, and I'm also planning to have some credits available that day, too, and again, still kind of ironing that, that out, too, uh, <laughs> once I get that speaker figured out. Um, but again, January 18th, uh, call our office, and we can give you more details, and we can get you ready. Registered. <laughs> All right. So next up, I'll move to 4-H. Uh, so Mitch has all sorts of stuff uh, circled here for me to share with you guys today. So um, I think the first one he wanted me to share was the, um, you know, the, the 4-H scholarships. Uh, they are due January 25th, and you have to upload them um, and submit them through 4-H online. So that means that you have to be registered for 4-H for the 23-24 year also. So we'll talk about that next, but um, keep that in mind. But um, he specifically wanted me to mention the 4-H accomplishment scholarship that's available for sophomores um, up junior seniors and college freshmen um, and then also the 4-H senior year scholarship so this is for seniors um, so those are the the two and again that that's due January 25th so if you want to want to get some scholarship money uh, this is a great way to do so um, so again, I mentioned that if you want to apply for scholarships, you have to be enrolled for 4-H for the 23-24 season. So again, that goes for So this is for everybody now. <laughs> um, um, 4-H enrollment ends January 15th, so it's coming really, really quick. Um, so make sure that you go to the, the 4-H online and enroll or re-enroll kids. And again, this is for... Um, kindergarten through second grade are in mini 4-H and then third through 12th grade are in regular 4-H. So again, we've got a little something for everybody. So if you're curious about what all we have, again, just call our office. And, and of course, if you have problems with um, the website or internet's not working fast enough or, you know, moving fast enough at your, at your house or wherever you're doing it, um, feel free to come into our office. We have spare computers and we're more than happy to help you out with, with signing your, your youth up for, for 4-H. Um, another, a few other things that Mitch wanted me to mention is that this year 4-H is having a bowling party at Vincent's University and it's going to be July, January. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Again, I'm wishing for summer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 4-H bowling party, January 23rd, mercy sakes. Um, again, if you have questions, you can call our office about that, but just wanted to share that. And then also 4-H is having a day at the State House on February 13th, and this is for grades 7 through 12. So that's always a good um, good thing. And again, you get to kind of talk with legislators and kind of see see some of the sessions going on. And, and so that's a great um, experience to see how our state uh, government works. All right. 
So next up, um, I have some stuff for Tanya and Health and Human Sciences. And these are a, a few months away, but definitely want to let you know so you can mark your calendars or um, if you want to sign up early and make sure you have your spot. That's always great. So the first one she has here coming up is Adult Mental Health First Aid, and it's for rural communities. And so this one is... Um, this class kind of teaches you how to realize if there's issues, if there's mental health issues with your friends or family, neighbors, etc. Um, and it gives you some guidance on things and how to interact with a person in crisis and, you know, connect, how to connect people with help and what help is out there and stuff like that. So I know I learned a lot in this class and um, really good, really good class. Um, this class is actually going to be March 26th. So again, it's, it's a little bit off, but and it's going to be at the VU Ag Center. And right now until March 5th, there's actually, you can use a coupon code and get um, a substantial amount of money off of the registration fee. So <laughs> that's that's why we want to start sharing this early. That way you guys can, if you want to attend and get some money off, you can. You, there's a coupon code that you can use. And again, you can uh, call our office and we'll give you the coupon code and all those details um, if you want to register for that March 26th class. All right. So the last one that Tanya has shared with me is that she's doing a Mastering Home Food Preservation. Um, this is going to be at the VU Shercliffe Humanities Building on, and this one's June 11th through the 14th. So that one's a, a ways away. It's from 9 to 5 p.m. Um, and so these are really neat classes because um, you do you have a nice blend of lectures, interactive uh, discussions, and then you get to actually do hands-on stuff and actually do some canning and and stuff like that. And that's always I think the biggest thing is just getting that hands-on. Um, work with this to get you a little more confident right because that's that's always kind of the yeah. scary part mm -hmm. when you're preserving food yourself you're like oh am i doing this right, right? I, I hope i am so again great way to do that um and the specific topics covered are going to be food safety because, again, it's really important to can food correctly because of botulism issues. And so um, I know she'll cover that. Um, boiling water canning, pressure canning, pickling, fermenting, freezing and dehydrating, and jams and jellies are all going to be in that um, covered during those days. So, again, it should be a great class if you're interested. Um, so I think that's most of the I think that's all the stuff I was supposed to talk about. But if you have questions about any of these, want to register for any of these, et cetera, et cetera, feel free to contact our office. Our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. Um, and we are closed on county holidays. If, uh, you know, and we always say, you know, if you need accommodations, you know, give us a call, leave us a voicemail message, and we can always, you know, I know, because we always say, you know, we know our hours are the same as everybody else's, right? So it's hard to get away from work. What about the holidays? Um... The hours you're open in the holidays, are you closed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're closed during county holidays, so oh, oh it's, it's all right. So yeah, yep, yeah, If the county offices are closed, then we're closed. Gotcha. Yep, yep. So um, <clears throat> again, I know that can be a struggle. So just just call and we can make accommodations and we can stay later or come in earlier or whatever you need. Um, we're always more than happy to do that. So just uh, but just give us time though, because our schedules are pretty full too. So um, you know that way we can schedule it and have time to do that. But you. Can can call us at 812-882-3509. Um, you can also find, I think the, a lot of these uh, programs are also on our website and you can just look up Purdue, Knox County to find that. All right. Appreciate you stopping by. Have a happy new year. We'll see yes. you on January 2nd. Yes, will do. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. 
Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Leah Reagan, our guest from the Vincennes Animal Shelter. Good morning. Good morning. You look excited today. Well, it's the holiday season. All right. All right. Holiday season. Before I just, let's go ahead and let's talk about the tough things right now then we'll make our way into the happy stuff all right sounds good okay first of all and, and then we had a story on it a couple days ago about uh, uh i don't say is it a virus spreading in in dogs but it's is that what it is yes it's a respiratory illness um and it's um it's you know spread dog to dog so um you know facilities that have multiple dogs like you know groomers or boarders could be susceptible to it, but um, anywhere, if your dog has contact with other dogs, it, it could be spread. Um, Indiana State Board of Animal Health released uh, a statement this w- earlier this week that said that it is in the state of Indiana. It's been found in Evansville, Bloomington, Indianapolis, so it's, it's in the area. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about your pets, all right? Number one, Big thing is make sure they're up on all their vaccinations, right? Absolutely. Um, it is Indiana state law that a person has to keep their pets up to date on rabies vaccine, but it's always um, an exceptionally good idea to keep them up to date on the Parvo Distemper booster vaccine. And there's another vaccine that is um, an elective that's a really good idea right now to, to get for your dog, and it's the Bordetella vaccine. It's uh, a vaccine that um, helps to protect them from kennel cough, which is a respiratory illness. Yeah. And most of your veterinarians would be telling you this, right? I mean, if you're going in right now for a, maybe it's their, uh, their annual vaccinations mm-hmm. or, or blood work or checkup, they're going to talk to you about this. Absolutely. Um, it's just a really great idea to take your dog or cat to the vet, you know, yearly. Even some rabies vaccines are three years, but it's always a good idea to take your your pet in for a yearly exam just to have the vet give them a good look over. And um, and with the you know the mystery dog illness going around, that's it's a respiratory illness. It's just a really good idea to go ahead and get that Bordetella vaccine as well. Now, some people have dogs who have a I want to say a natural cough, but sometimes. They just, their breathe, they swallow hard or something. Mm-hmm. You hear that gagging. Now, we're not talking about anything like this. This is a, a, a cough that stays with them, right? Right. A lot of dogs have a cough that's just a collapsing or flappy trachea that causes them to, to have a, an occasional cough. Um, this illness that's going around is something that you would definitely notice. Um, it starts out much like kennel cough, which is a much deeper cough 
and um, your dog may have a fever and it may be lethargic and not really eat very well and then it quickly develops into a severe pneumonia. Um, so it's just a good idea to um, take precautions. There's no need for panic, but it's, it's a good time to take precautions. Right. Okay. So anyway, just get it checked out. Right. Okay. Absolutely. All right. But keep an eye on your dog. Okay. Yes. And now, the big thing I heard or on, you know, the, the typical know-it-all Facebook, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> your dog can't catch this from you. If you have it, you can't spread it to your dog, can you? No, I don't believe it's a zoonotic illness. Is that what's called, zoonotic? Yeah, zoonotic illnesses are illnesses that can spread from animals to people and and vice versa. Um, I believe this is just a dog illness that's going around. All right, right. okay. So anyway, uh, take care of your dogs. Yes. Just take care of them. Keep an eye on them. Absolutely. And, you know, and... don't be fearful you know just just take precautions just take precautions mm-hmm. yeah and this may pass in a month you know we don't know right okay right now but what we have we heard of any case in knox county we have not as of yet okay all right all right that's one that okay now i said there's only gonna be a few things that are negative things uh it's negative now and kind of positive uh, how are we doing at the shelter as far as the number of dogs we're full okay all right all right <laughs> lots of dogs all right being full is a break for you not for you but for somebody who wants to adopt absolutely there's so many great dogs out at the shelter right now i mean there are just some absolutely amazing dogs that would make great house dogs um we primarily have medium-sized dogs right now um, but you know, those are, that's a good size for a house dog because they're not small enough to get underfoot and be tripped on. And, um, the, the medium and, and larger breed dogs are generally easier to house train. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it just works out. It's perfect. Absolutely. This is a perfect time. Now you and I talk about this, seem like every holiday about don't surprise somebody with a dog. And I mean, just talk about it say listen i'd like to get you a a dog or a pet for your for christmas what do you think what kind do you want what i mean it doesn't have to be a surprise right i mean just because you know the last thing you want to do is get somebody a, a breed that they can't handle exactly and it's always a good idea to if you're wanting to get a person a pet it's a good idea to talk to them about it and then bring them in and let them pick it out because there's a special bond between a pet and the owner and you want to make sure that that person has that connection Mm -hmm. Um, so we never really encourage uh, pets as gifts because they are a 15 plus year commitment Mm -hmm. so um if you're wanting to give somebody a pet as a Christmas gift, talk to them about it first and then bring them in and say, take your pick. Right. That's Spend then, some time uh, with them. And, exactly. You know what? Just don't show up and say, aren't they cute? Yes. Yeah, they are yeah. cute, but I got to be the one to take care of them or we got to take care of them. Or, so, and also keep in mind the breed of dog you get. Right. Some are just not made for indoors. Some, some are, are not. And some are not made for outdoors. 
it's 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 you got to do your homework we have some dogs that are um would be great outdoor dogs we have some that would be great indoor outdoor and we have some that just pretty much need to be inside dogs so i mean whatever the energy level of dog you're looking for or um you know we've we've got so many there's such a great selection you can find somebody you know it's the holidays it's time to make memories with your family you know, why not open your home to a new four-legged family member? Right, right. I mean, we spend how much time doing homework and buying a car? Yes. You know, we go to Carfax. We go to the Blue Book. We go to everything. You know what I mean? We spend all this time. But for a dog, we just show up and all this. Thing. I mean, you can do, you, there is, you can do some research. You yes. can do some background. Right. You will help them. I mean, right. I mean, spend time on everything. Yes, absolutely. We encourage people to come in and spend time with the dog. We, you know, occasionally we'll have someone come in and say, I saw this dog online, I want to adopt it. And we say, we, we tend to tell those folks, hey, why don't you, you know, spend some time with the dog, get to know it, get to know its personality, take it out in a play yard, throw a ball with it, or, um, you know, just get to know it a little bit. Um, it, because, you know, it's a personality thing you know animals have personalities too and you just want to make sure that it's a good fit for your family right right and they do i mean mm -hmm. they all have and then if you've got already have a dog and you're adding a second make sure that either one of them can get along absolutely we encourage people if you're thinking of adopting a dog and you already have a dog at home bring your dog out um, staff will help you do a meet and greet to see how they get along a lot of time uh, people will come out and they'll be interested in one dog and then they'll bring their dog out and their dog selects an entirely different dog for the family and and it may be a better fit so we encourage people bring your your dog that you currently have out and we'll see how they get along with some of the shelter dogs that's great I mean it's you do everything you can and then what is it? Spend some time if you want to take it home for a few days? Absolutely. Um, for folks that live in Vincennes, we do a five-day foster to adopt. We just want it to be a good fit for the family and the pet. If it's not a good fit for the family, the pet's not going to be happy either. So um, we, we encourage folks to, to try the five-day foster to adopt just to make sure it's going to be a good fit. And if it's not, it, it's not the walk of shame. You just come back and you can try another one. Right. Also, we want you to come out. We want you to adopt. So we're offering the, the chance financially. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is, you don't realize how much you're getting for just a slow price. Absolutely. We are throughout the entire month of December, we are doing $50 dog adoptions and cat adoptions. So um, for that $50, this, uh, this pet is already spay or neutered, microchipped. It's up to date on its vaccines. It's been dewormed, defleed. Dogs are heartworm tested. Um, we do seek donations for uh, heartworm treatments for the dogs that are heartworm positive. But um, it, it, there's just so much vet care packed into that you know, reduced adoption fee. $50 is an amazing price for all of the vet care that's packed into these fur babies. Okay, so there you go. It's, it's there for you for the taking. Absolutely. You got a big smorgasbord. Come on out, look them over. Yes, we have, um, we have adult dogs, we have adult cats, we have um, kittens. 
Um, we do have an adult cat that is front declaw. If someone's looking for a declaw cat, it's already been front declawed. Um, we uh, we just we have such a big selection of dogs and cats right now, and we just really like to get them all home for the holidays. Okay. All right. Now, since you do have so many, you're probably needing some donations, aren't you? Always, yes. Okay. All right. What do you need? Santa's listening right now, Leah. Oh, okay. oh, 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 oh. well, oh. Santa. <laughs> okay. We we could always use um, dog food, and we try to request um, some maybe middle of the road um, dog foods, some better uh, dog foods that don't have a lot of dyes or fillers in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we can always use um, kitten food. We can always use cat food. Cat litter is always something we can use as well. All-purpose cleaners like um, Mr. Clean or Fabuloso, things like that. Um, just we can use your old towels. We can use your old blankets. Um, just anything that you would use to clean at home, we can use to clean at the shelter. Okay. Dish soap, laundry soap. All those good things. Now, somebody asked me about blankets for you guys. Do mm-hmm. you want blankets? Yes. Okay. And I didn't know if maybe you use straw instead of blanket. I mean. Um, no. The, the, all of the dogs are housed indoors. Okay. And we, um, every night, each dog gets a clean blanket. So we do use a lot of blankets. Okay. We, so- we use straw for the outside feral colony cats that we have. Um, but right now we're sitting pretty good with straw. It's right. Blankets is something that we continuously use in our cat room and in the dog barn. Well, see, there you go. I think you really, there's, there's something we never talked about. Blankets. Yep. Pretty easy. Yep. You know, make one. You go buy new blankets this Christmas season and bring us your old ones. Okay, there. That's that's great. Yeah. Okay, uh, what else does would you like Santa to bring you? Oh, lots of adoptions. Okay, we know that. We know that. <laughs> lots of adoptions. What about volunteers? Volunteers, absolutely. We love volunteers. In fact, many of us at the shelter began as volunteers out there so um, we just encourage people to come out if you have time to play with the cats or walk a dog or just anything you want to do and a lot of people say oh I can't do that I'd take them all home well but if you come out and you spend some time with them um, you know you you've you've added some um, some you know enrichment to that dog or cat's day and you've made their day better so you know look at it as a positive thing that you're brightening an animal's day just by going and spending a little bit of time with it okay you know this is the last time we'll talk to you in 2023 wow i know know. okay (laughs) wow Uh, yeah so let's look ahead to next year and Mm -hmm. i mean what are some of the things you like to would you like to get out more absolutely we love to get out and do events we love to you know have events at the shelter as well um we've had some great events um this year we've had dog washes and we had our um halloween pet costume party at the park with the hospital auxiliary um and we just would love to continue with those events um sometimes they these events are fundraisers and sometimes they're fun raisers (laughs) so we uh we just want to you know bring awareness that hey we're out here and if you're in the market for a new furry family member just don't forget about us come and see us well and 
We got to get back to the pet of the week on ZDM, don't we? Oh, that'd be great. Oh, we got to do that. That's that's 2024. We're doing that. There you go. We're going to do that. I mean, you got to get here earlier in the morning. But I know. No. But but we got to, I think we're going to do that too. Sounds great. We're trying to you know, bring one in mm-hmm. because everybody always likes to pet the dogs and puppies when they come around. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's also talk about. Uh, the shelter itself, mm-hmm. okay. Any, I mean, guys, if you haven't been out there, it's a pretty nice shelter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many more improvements you need out there. Well, we we're always looking to make improvements. I I feel like you have to continuously improve something to to keep up. Um, you know, the shelter's not a place that's easy on <laughs> anything. Everything out there has to be durable and and well cared for. Um, the, uh, the next improvement that we are very hopeful for, and we haven't mentioned this a whole lot yet, but we are hoping to possibly add on to the shelter. Um, that's, that's our hope for 2024. So, uh, we have in the last 10 years, we have replaced every kennel and every fence out at the shelter. Uh, we have revamped our cat room. Uh, we've just um, we've got new floors and um, lots of upgrades to the buildings. So um, our goal for for 2024 is to maybe add on because we're kind of bursting at the seams. Right, right. In a perfect world, you wouldn't have to. Yes. I mean, but it's not a perfect world. No, sadly, it's not. not. But we're trying to make it a little bit better every day. And, and I've said this, and and I'm going to mean it. When I've gone by some places. Where people how they've treated their animals they're better off to shelter yes i mean they are yes uh, so often we hear oh i don't want that animal to have to go to the shelter and um many many times they get much better care at the shelter absolutely than where they were at um we we do see quite a few neglect cases from uh, vincennes and knox county and um you know we have dogs when you have a dog that puts on 10 pounds in a week or two um just with routine medical care and feedings then you you know they're much better off at the shelter than than where they were okay all right uh so uh what hours you open now we are open nine to four every day except for sundays we're close to the public um, we will be closed uh, the Monday and Tuesday of the week of Christmas mm-hmm. and Monday and Tuesday of the week of New Year's. So you won't be here on the second then? No. I already got my calendar filled out. Oh. There it is for January. And I thought everybody goes back to work on the second. Uh, city mm-hmm. offices are closed oh, on the second. Oh, okay, I'll have to work on that then. <laughs> All right. Oh, there goes my pretty calendar all set. And then Leah's just like, <laughs> I oh, blew it up. <laughs> you, darn city people. <laughs> well, hey, oh. adopt a dog, a cat, a pet for yes, Christmas. Yes, please. Instead of... Um, if you're considering getting a pet for the holidays for Christmas, instead of purchasing one, please consider coming out and saving a life and adopting. All right. Appreciate you coming in so much. And we'll see you sometime in January. Thanks so much, Ed. All right. Stay tuned. More in the morning chat coming up on WAOV.
Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Jennifer Vickers, a counselor at Clark Middle School, our guest this segment. Jeff Veely coming to town next week and a couple of uh, presentations and a lot of fun. But we are going to focus in on on some really uh, uh, good topics, especially bullying. And Jennifer, when this is all said and done, what do you hope people get out of it? Well, I just... I, I really hope people can take away from that um, you know we all care about our kids and we all want to help them um, no matter what it is and when it comes to um, bullying prevention and helping our kids strengthen those skills um, I think this will be a a really great opportunity for us all to come together um, as a community and um, just support one another on learning how to help our children you know Um, and that 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 we're all in it for the same thing, you know. Right. Well, and I think, um, you know, you're in, you're in every day. You know, you're on the, I don't I hate to say this, the front lines. <laughs> you are. But you've seen the growth of kids when they're sixth graders to eighth graders. Oh, yeah. How much they mature just in that time. Right? Oh, it, that's one of my favorite things, to see them coming in as sixth graders and, and getting to know them over the three years. And I, every year during eighth grade, I'm always, you know, revisiting some of those things with, look how much you've grown. Look at the difference, you know, just... In all, in all kinds of ways, not only physically, obviously, but um, emotionally and, um, and, and just learning all those skills and, and seeing them become, um, you know, people who they're wanting to be, you know, growing into those people who they want to be. And they, they do go through so many changes. And, you know, it's, it's middle school always gets that, you know, that's really, that's really tough age. And it is. They're, they have a lot of challenges um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but they are passionate people who are really you know really really want care about their friends and their family um and they look out for them and um so they're just really fun people to be around you know also it was it was kind of funny i hear i said i don't get on facebook much but <laughs> just happened to see some pictures you had a dance last week didn't you yes okay okay you could tell the ones who wanted to be there and the ones who didn't want to be there. But <laughs> yeah. it looked like everybody was having fun. Oh, they yes, they have fun and they the lead up to those dances is so much fun and so exciting for them. They are so excited. Some of them it's their first dance if they're sixth graders or they may have not went before, but just the whole preparations, just seeing how how excited they are and even the kids that may seem like they don't want to be there, it's it's just um, sometimes they're awkward, <laughs> you know, or um, but they all have just a great time and it's fun to see them dressed up and in a different type of environment we're at school but it's a different type of environment and they're excited to show us all their outfits and stuff if somebody is being bullied do they let people know or do they keep it to themselves um i uh, both um often we, we hear from 
their friends because I said they're very they, they really care about their friends and they want them to be um, you know safe and and cared for and they often will report um, you know that somebody is not being nice or you know they're worried about their friend um, sometimes they report themselves and we have you know um, we have lots of ways that they can report so they can report in a on a anonymously on a paper form we have at school um, I have a Google classroom that has lots of resources and so they have a way to sign up to see me which can be a way to report. They also ha we have a bullying report form that they can go there and and report bullying. Um, they can email. They can tell, you know, adult. So we have lots of ways they can report bullying or any really anything that they need, um, depending on their, you know, how comfortable they are and and everything. But once, but they really do want everyone. You know, they do want their friends to be, you know, okay. And so they often do report. Okay, us. can you tell? I mean, can you really tell if somebody's being bullied? I mean, if you're walking down the hall and you just happen to see a student who just doesn't seem like they're being themselves. That's a, that's a very good point. And that's one thing that I think our teachers and our staff is really good about. Um, you know, we really, forming relationships with our students is so important. And we all take that seriously. We all, you know, have, um, you know, they all they're all looking out for their students i get teachers all the time saying hey would you mind checking in with you know this student because i'm seeing these kind of changes and it could be a lot of different things but um we're all looking out for that that's one thing that we do look for is when students behavior might change or their mood or you know and it could be their age but it might not be so right. we definitely keep an eye on that and we check in with them frequently right that's why what uh jeff Ely's bringing he's bringing a little humor mm -hmm. trying to lighten up things yeah because he's of, went through that he, yes yeah thank yeah, you he yeah. has been through it yeah he has and uh so he uses his own um stories he calls himself a social misfit and um so he uses his stories from back when he um encountered bullying um and you know that really relates to the to the kids because he's been through it and his way of approaching um, you know those situations is has been shown to, to work and so he can come from that angle of like hey I've been through it and this is how you know I handled things or and I've and he's you know kind of tweaked that out over the years and he's seen and a lot of schools have seen a lot of success all right so um, has he ever been here before? Do you no. know? Okay. Nope, this first time. Have you seen his act before? His act, I hate <laughs> No, I know, I, but he does comedy, his, so. Yeah, his presentation. Yes, um, I not in person, but um, I watched a lot of his um, videos, and they said- Is he me, on YouTube? He is on YouTube, okay. and he has a website, jeffveley.com. Okay, let's where, check that out. Yeah, yeah. where you can, um, you know, view his, some of his other, you know, his other videos. But he is on, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there on him too. Okay, there you go. Check it out that way. You find yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, if you're a parent listening, and we're not trying to scare you, because chances are your kids aren't being bullied. But, right. But you never know. Maybe they know somebody who is, mm -hmm. or whatever. They need to talk. Right. Sometimes, they, we, as uh, parents, they don't open up to us at that age. Yeah. They rather keep stuff to themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's warning signs are they on their computer a lot are they i don't know right. if that's even a warning sign oh yeah i mean but the point is we just have to be able to stop the conflict mm -hmm. more than anything mm -hmm. but and know how yeah know how to recognize what's going on and what to do with it and when and when you can't or you're not sure to seek out a safe adult you know somebody that you trust um mm -hmm. and to to help you and you know we we just want 
you know, we want all kids to feel safe. We want, that's our ultimate goal is for kids to feel safe coming to school, you know, and wanting to, to be there and to, so they can learn and grow. And so learning those skills is just, you know, hopefully um, that's one way to help them, you know, just have their own tools to help, you know, themselves too. Fun again, there's different ways to bully. There's social, mm-hmm. there's in person. You know, maybe the keyboard warriors, you know, they mm-hmm. they feel like they're gutsy put them out right. there for people to see, yeah. but they don't have the nerve to confront yeah. you. And it's difficult as, as adults, you know, we encounter that online often, you know, oh, on gosh. social media, oh, you know, right? Oh, <laughs> sure, you know? yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh. we have sometimes as adults, we're not sure how to respond and we, you know, we react versus respond and um so you know as adults those skills are important for ourselves too <laughs> years and years ago i was all over take back Vincent and i asked oh. <laughs> easy questions i'm a softball pitcher yeah. and you know what i am i don't <laughs> care so i mean it doesn't bother me in right. my age i don't mm-hmm. care but for kids you know we're talking yeah. about you know 12 13 14 year old kids yeah. now we can take it a step farther there's bullying in the high schools yeah, you know, all I mean, over. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard of stories there. Uh, not just VCSC. I'm talking about everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's yeah, just... Yeah, there's, there can be, you know, all over the country, you yeah. know, there's there's cases of, you know, bullying. And um, like I said, also sometimes conflict, just conflict or, you know, mean moments, rude, <laughs> being yeah. rude. Um, there's a lot of different ways, you know, that people can be mean. Sure. And, um, yeah, so it's important to, to understand all of those ways. And as... Uh, all of us be equipped with knowing how what to do and how right. to help our kids you know okay now if you're listening and you're, and you're wondering how you can attend one of these sessions that are open to to the public do they have to pre-register anything or call ahead or they nope, just... nope um if you're if you're wanting to attend the family game show night, you should show up at Ader Auditorium by 5.15 with your families. And um, the Laugh and Learn Lunch, and that the family game show night is on Monday, um, December 11th, 5.15 at Ader. And then Laugh and Learn Lunch is also at Lincoln. Um, we'll, have a, we'll have a classroom, but you'll have to bring your driver's license so that we can check you in properly. Um, but no, you can just come. If you have any questions, um, you can reach out to me. We will p- be putting, um, you know, you, they'll see it on um, our VCSC Facebook page and all the schools will be sharing that out too. So if you have any questions, you're welcome to ask your school, but you can also ask me. Um, you can email me at vickersj at vcsc.k12.in.us or um, call me out there at the middle school. You know, either way, I'll, I want to help you out. Right. This sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it's, it's tough to say it sounds fun because it's, it's a, such a serious topic, but. Right. But, you know, you got to take the light approach, don't you? Yeah, we need to communicate. You know, communication is the key. Um, You know, we... We are. We get worried about bullying. We we you know worry about it. We get angry. You know we have all of the emotions about bullying, which is you know justified often. But we need to have the conversations when we're not also dealing with bullying, so that we know how to deal with it in the best way um, possible, and that we can help you know everyone get through those kind of situations. And so, um, I'm just really excited that we're going to be able to um, offer this as a as a way for our entire community to get involved if they want. So you're awesome. You're awesome today. <laughs> Thank you. I'm having great fun. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, appreciate you coming in and uh, have fun with this event. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. All right. Stay tuned. Mid edition is next on WAOV.